Welcome to the Life Central Bikers Church Podcast. We trust that this message will speak into your life. Heavenly Father, this morning we worship your holy name. This morning on this special service of thanksgiving, we give you thanks. Lord, for without you, we are absolutely nothing. It is only in you and through you that we are able. Thank you for your loving kindness. Amen. Thank you. You may, you may take your seats and thank you, band. And I especially want to thank the band for that first song. You know that... Those, the words of that first song, it says, it might get loud. Joss, I think that song was written for a dude like me, man. Because you see, the, the words of that song says, excuse me for a minute. I've got a song to sing. And, and here's why it's for me. It might not be on key, but it's from the heart. And, and I really love the song, man. And, and, and that piece that says, why can't I praise him as loud as I want? And you know, sometimes I just want to stand on the rooftops and shout from the top of my lungs. Thank you, Lord. So this morning we've got a special Thanksgiving service. Thanks, Hector, for the, for the theme, man. It's, a, it's great, and I, I know you received it from God. You know, the next slide says Thanksgiving actually is an American concept. It, it originated in America. The first Thanksgiving in, uh, in 1621. It's, it's actually like our Nampu Usfius Harvest Festival here in Botavol. Uh, it originated in America as a, as a harvest festival where the Americans come together and they say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Thanks for watching over us. And this morning I want to speak to you a bit out of the Bible from, uh, uh, about Thanksgiving but first of all, I just want to stand still on our Bikers Church here, Life Central Bikers Church, and what we have to be thankful for. You know, it's been seven months since me and Stine has been coming here once or twice a, a, a month now. And, and I remember the first time when we walked in here, there was not a lot of people in church, and, and there was a bit of a somber atmosphere. On the wheel, Lindy. That's what I've And if I look what God has done under the leadership of the handlebar, but also, most importantly, listen to my words, what God has done. It's actually amazing. And I think this congregation has got so much to be thankful for. Uh, Hector, I'm going to call on you to help me if I, get, if I forget some of the things here. But, but, but Hector, can you remember, uh, we only had a little bit of uh, children in the children's church. Eh? And, and, and recently, uh, under Hector's leadership, the children's church was split into two. We've now got the toddlers and, and we've got the kids. And, and we've got so much volunteers that, that just came in and said, hey, you can use me. God is great. And, and not to even talk about the youth, uh, how the youth has grown. And, and, and we've got great youth leaders. 
and the band. Yes, the first time I came here, I remember it very well. We had Mark on the bass guitar, and we had Nadine on the vocals. And we had uh, the other guy, what's his name? And, and, and the drummer, and somebody else was on vocals. Dunk, what, no, no, Duncan. Dylan, Dylan was on vocals, and, and that was the band. And look at the band we got here this morning. God has really blessed this church. And, and if I look at all the people that is here this morning, God has added on to this congregation. You know, God has spoken to us in various forms, through various preachers, and through various messages. And I can see that God is busy growing. Last week, I attended the Poison Rally there in Rustenburg. And I rubbed shoulders with a lot of other Christian biker groups, especially with Westrand Bikers Church and the Dead Men Riding and HMM. Uh, where I come from, HMM stands for Hot as Hell Manganese Mines, but apparently it's not the same here. Um, uh, it apparently stands for Highway Motorcycle Ministries. I was very confused. I thought, what is HMM doing here in, uh, in, 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 uh, uh, in this side of the world, in Rustenburg? But I met with those guys, and you know, I started to see the respect that they have for the CMA as a ministry and for the Bikers Church here. And I, and, and, and I phoned James on, on Monday, and I also phoned Pastor George in Cape Town. And I said, guys, you know, through the turmoil that we've been through, there's still a world out there in South Africa that's got their eyes focused on us. They are looking at us to provide them with leadership and with direction. I want to ask this church and the members of the church, don't you ever forget that. When you're out there, remember the world is looking at us. And saying, how should a Christian behave? Bike, bike clubs are looking at us and saying, please provide direction. And this is all through the grace of God. Now this morning I want to speak a bit about thanksgiving from the Bible. From three specific sections in the Bible. The first section is, um, remember that guy that could really throw a stone. I think his name was David. Um, David came to the Lord and he said, Lord, look at this grand palace that I'm living in. While you, your Ark of the Covenant, is still standing in a tent. Because remember that tent that the Israelites built while they were, while they were in, the, in the desert, from all the way from Egypt to, to, to Jerusalem. It was called the tabernacle or the tent of the meat. And and when the Israelites arrived in Israel, Israel, they pitched that tent in a town called Shiloh. You know, who, know, who, who knows how long that tent stood there for? Any takers? 40 years, one, not even close. Any other takers? That tent stood there for 480 years. 480 years. It's actually written in 1 Kings. And the Lord said to David, David, don't you build me a house. I will build you a house. And he did. He established the kingdom of David and, and there's still somebody from David's people. His name is Jesus. Still sitting on the throne of Jerusalem. 
And he said, but David, your son, Solomon, he will build me a house. And then when Solomon became king, he started building a temple there on the, on the temple mount. And, and you know, just by the way, that's where, that's where Jacob was supposed to offer Isaac. Solomon went and he built a temple. And this temple consisted of the outer courtyard where the people got together. The, the normal Israelite, the normal Jew never went into the, into the temple. And inside the temple, there was the holy place. That's where the, where the table, where the offering bread stood on were, and, and the golden menorah. And that, that was a magnificent place. It was, it was full of gold. And do you know what? When Solomon built that temple, he used 30,000 laborers to build it. He divided into, two, into teams of 10, 10, 10. 10 people were working, and then 10,000 uh, 10, people were working, and 10,000 people were attending to their farms. And then the other team would take over again. And it took Solomon seven years to build that temple. But where I want to get is to the thanksgiving when, when Solomon inaugurated that temple. You know, after he built that temple, they went and they fetched the Ark of the Covenant. That, that golden box where the, where the Ten Commandments was written on in, by God's own hand in those stone tablets. They went and they fetched the Ark of the Covenant, and they carried it. And as they were carried it, every couple of meters that they, the priest carried it, they stopped and they brought an offering to God. And then they would pick it up and they would take it further and they, and, until eventually they got to the holiest of holies. And they took it into the holiest of holies and, and they put it in there. 1 Kings 8 verse 10 said, When the priest came out from the holy place, a cloud for the Lord's temple. The priests could not do their work to serve the Lord because of the cloud. Yeah, I've often stood in church where, where, where the Spirit of the Lord was so present, man. You know what I'm talking about. That's when the tears are flowing through your eyes and some people fall over and, 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 and you can just feel the presence of God. But you know what? I've never stood in a church where the presence of God was so visible like in, in 1 Kings, where it says, it looked like smoke filled the house. Wouldn't that be amazing, hey? Wouldn't it be amazing if you connect, if you can one day stand in this building and the presence of the Lord is so present, man, that it looks like we've got one of those smoke machines here in front. And, and you know, I, I really love like, the sound, like the song we sang this morning, and the drums and the, and the smoke machines and the lights. But man, nothing compares to the presence of God. And, and the reason why I'm telling you this particular story about thanksgiving and, and how, how Solomon celebrated the opening of this temple. Look at what the next slide, what the next slide says. As Solomon was standing in that temple and they were inaugurating it, he prayed. And he basically prayed the following. He said, Lord, always protect this temple. And Lord, if it's dry and we look in the direction of the temple and we pray, Lord, please send us rain. And if there's pestilence in our land and we look in the direction of the temple and we pray, Lord, please listen to our prayers. And, and Lord, protect Israel from its enemies. And Lord, be with us, please. And Solomon ended the prayer. And the next day, God 
came to Solomon and he said, Solomon, I heard your prayer. And I will do what you've asked. I will always be there to watch over it. But there's a condition. Yes, and, and Max, won't it be great if one day God goes to Josh and he says, Josh, I will always protect you, man. I will always be with you. But there's a condition. You must serve me like your dad did. Yeah. Max, won't that be such... You would feel good, eh? You would wow. I, I, if, if my son serves God like I did, God will watch over my son. Moms and dads, can God say that to your children? Can God say to your kids, if you serve God like your dad did, like your mom did, I will watch you. Wow. You know what? I wish and I hope and I pray and I try every day to live my life in such a way that if God comes to my sons and they say, Lord, please protect us. And, and the Lord says, you know, you serve me like a Josh served me. I will watch over you. Parents, we should live our lives in, in, in that way. And to the young folks sitting here that doesn't have children yet, the day that you have children, remember. Remember this verse that I'm teaching you today. Live your life in such a way that God will one day be able to say to your kids, man, live your life the way that you're focused. And that is what a Christian nation is about. I stand on a, I stand on a lot of pulpits. God really blesses me and I preach His, work, His word across South Africa. Sometimes in the pub and sometimes in the golf club and sometimes outside and in, in, in churches of all colors and all religions. But there's one thing that I always know when I'm standing on a pulpit. I'm amongst my family. And really I want to give thanks to you today, to this congregation. You know, ever since Tina and myself arrived here, ever since the first Sunday we were here, we drove home and Stini said to me, these are our people. And, and, and I know it because I've received such a lot of love and, and, and I've been invited to your houses and I've been to your chapter meetings and I've attended rallies with you. And that is what Christianity is about. We are the family of God. And if there's one thing that we should really give thanks about to God, about family. It's about being able to call the guy next to you, that family next to you, to call them family and to call them brother and sister in God because there's nothing like it. And, and God said to the Israelites, you must live your, such and, your lives in such a way that you are set apart from any other nation out there. And let me tell you, when I meet you and when I speak to you, and when I rub shoulders with you, I immediately realize that there's a difference between a Christian and a non-Christian. Because I'm always welcome in your home and you're always welcome here. And we break bread together and we share the gospel together. And, and whenever we talk, it won't be long or the conversation has turned to God. That's what family is about. And, 
That is what Thanksgiving is about. I want to tell you about a, another great Thanksgiving event that happened in the Bible. You know, it wasn't such a big thing when it happened on earth. But man, it was a big thing in heaven. Let me tell you. An angel appeared to Maria and she said, and the angel said, Maria, you are going to have a baby. And, and that baby should be called Emmanuel. Emmanuel means, you're going to say, but I thought his name was Jesus. Ah, the Bible said, call him Emmanuel. It means God is with us. God came to earth. And I really get upset about one thing. When some people say, oh, you know, we shouldn't really celebrate Christmas. Eh? Not even sure on what day it was. And, and you know, it's a pagan festival. Don't you think the devil wants to make it a pagan, pagan festival and tell all us Christians we shouldn't, shouldn't celebrate it? The day when Jesus was born, when he announced Jesus' birth to Maria, he sent one angel. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, God sent many, you can read it on the board there, many angels to announce Jesus' birth. They sang songs in the felt. And they said, this is a joyous day. The Messiah that you've been waiting for has arrived. And, and guys, ever since that day, the world has never, never been the same again. Got something on my Facebook this week that said, if you're a Christian, why are you celebrating Christmas? So I answered them. And, and I see they're no longer my friends on Facebook. <laughs> and I simply wrote there and I said you know what every devil and every unclean spirit and every antichrist would so much would like to get rid of that day when that baby boy was born they so much want to forget about it because if it wasn't for that day we as Christian families would not be sitting here today you know and then there were two groups of people in those years they were the people that were with the angels that say, sang, Hallelujah! The Son of God was born. The Messiah is here. And then there was the other people. They were in Herod's camp. They said, yes, we better kill this one, eh? And we still have those two camps today. You know, ever since I was this high and we celebrated Christmas, the first thing my mom and dad taught me, not about the tree, not about the presents. We give each other other presents. Because Jesus came and he gave us a present. The biggest gift we've ever received. And ever since I was that big, I knew. It wasn't about some, some sun god's pagan festival. I knew, man, it was about Christmas. But I want to encourage you, church. Sing Christmas. Celebrate Christmas. Because if it wasn't for that day, that joyous occasion in heaven, when God sent His Son to earth, we would not have the next festival that I'm going to tell you about and that I'm going to end with. You know, and that baby boy that came, he paid for the entire festival that I'm going to tell you about now. He gave his life on the cross. For this festival that I'm going to tell you about now, for this Thanksgiving, that I'm going to tell you about now. He came to earth. 
Heaven celebrated. The earth didn't. Because they didn't even realize what was happening. But heaven knew. But 30 years later, they took that baby boy, now a man of 30 plus. They nailed him to a cross. And he hung there. And there were angels present. They were waiting for Jesus to say, get me off this But he didn't. Thought of you. Thought of you. That I'll stay on this cross. Because I've got a festival in mind. Where you are the guest of honor. You listening to me now. You are the guest of honor. Now this festival I'm going to tell you about now. Be one of these days. That's why we're in church this morning. That's why Israel is in a war right now. That is what all Christians are waiting for. We're waiting for the day when the Messiah is going to come back. Next slide, please. Written in Revelation. Is waiting for the slide to change there. There it is. Revelation 19. It says, and then the Lord will come on the clouds. And he will send his angels to go and fetch you. Remember that story where, that Jesus told in the Bible. He said there was this guy, this ruler, that organized a huge feast. And he sent his people, his servants out, and he said, go fetch the people that must come to the, to, to the festival. And they went out and they fetched everybody. And they brought him to the festival, the, the, the people to the festival. And they had a huge feast. And that, Jesus told that story in anticipation of this fest that we've all been invited to. This fest of thanksgiving, where we are the guests of honor. And that is the wedding of Jesus with his bride. Us. I don't know if you if somebody said it to you in these many words, but the entire Bible is the story about God looking for a bride for his son. That's what the Bible is about. It's about God looking for a bride for his son. And we are the bride. And one of these days, that baby boy that Herod tried to kill. That the Romans nailed to the cross. That they killed and put in a grave. But rose again. That baby boy is going to come back. But he's not going to come back as the servant that he was when he was on earth. He's going to come back as the ruler of the universe. And he's going to send his angels to come and fetch you. He invited you to a feast, a great feast of thanksgiving in heaven. Remember what I said, I so much want to live my life. that When God speaks to my children one day, he can say, my boy, my girl, you want me to protect you, live your life like, like I was just it. You know, God is telling us something different today. He said, if you want to be invited to that festival, to that festival of Thanksgiving, live your life the way my son explained to you. Are we? Have you got your invitation for that festival of thanksgiving that's about to take place? Time is up. That festival is about to take place. God has prepared many and many and many invitations. But it's up to us to say, Lord, 
can I have my invitation, please? Because I also want to be invited to that great festival that you've prepared for me. And it's a very simple way of doing it. You go to God and you say, Lord, I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, came to die for me on the, on the cross. He came to forgive my sins. You know, whenever you go and stand in front of that judgment throne and you want to speak in the first person, God says, so why should I allow you into heaven? And you begin by, because I. You've lost it. You have. Because there's absolutely nothing that you and me can answer to, ent to, to gain entrance into heaven. If you say, but, but Lord, I did. Or Lord, I was. Or Lord, I preached. Or Lord, I believed. You haven't made it. But if you answer that question said, answer it in the third person. Because of what you're saying. The only right answer. God, because of Jesus. That's the only right answer you can give. And that's the only way you can get your invitation to this great festival that God is preparing for us. So in ending off the sermon, sermon about thanksgiving, all these things that we have to be thankful for and grateful for. Have you got your invitation to the last thanksgiving? Have you ever been to a place? There's, there's only really one place you can go to. That's to the feet of Jesus. Going to the cross. Saying, Lord, this, if I try this out of my own, I'm never going to make that festival. But Lord, you've paid the price for me. I believe it. Lord, will you please forgive my sins? Lord, may I please have access to that festival? The answer, while you're alive, will always be yes. Yes, come. You are welcome. Live your life according to those rules I've given you. Those rules that were in the, in the Ark of the Covenant. That, that, that chest that they carried into the temple. Live your life according to that. And go and get your invitation from the living God to the last festival that God has prepared to us. Church, are you ready? Have you been to that place where you accepted your invitation? If you haven't, I want to pray for you. this We're going to do it in the following way. The table is set before us this morning. This table represents the bread. God, Jesus' body was broken on the cross for us. And the, and the grape juice, that, re that represents Jesus' blood that flowed on the cross for us. You partake in this this morning, saying, Lord, I believe. I believe this is your body and this is your blood. Lord, and at the same time, I've, I've come to accept my invitation. Thank you for the price that you've paid for us. And then there's a table over there. If you really want to give thanks this morning, whether it is in the form of money or whether you want to take a pen and a piece of paper and write there, Lord, thank you for my family. Lord, Lord, thank you for little Jacob. 
Lord, thank you for my parents. Lord, thank you for this church. Lord, I just want to come and give thanks this morning. You're welcome. You can come and fetch your bread and your wine. There will be people that dish it out to you. I see they're standing ready at the back there. You can go and give thanks. Before we get to that, is anybody here this morning that said, Lord, I've never accepted my invitation from you. Never been to the foot of the cross. Lord, I've never came and I stood still with you and say, Lord, I don't want to miss that festival. I want to pray for you this morning. I know you're going to make your peace with God when you come and collect the, the bread and the wine. But I want to pray for you this morning. So I will ask everybody to bow our heads and we're going to pray for those people now. Heavenly Father, we, we come before you this morning. And we thank you for everything that you do for us every day. Thank you that you sent your son to die on the cross for us. And Lord, this morning we want to come to you and we want to acknowledge that you are God. We want to ask you to forgive us our trespasses. We accept your blood that flowed on the cross for us. Like that sinner on the cross next to you, we want to say, Lord, today when you're in paradise, please think about us. Lord, we want to join you at that feast that you have prepared for us. Father, please come and live in our hearts and, and teach us through your Holy Spirit how to live our lives accordingly to the rules of the Bible. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. While the band is going to play for us softly, we're going to serve Holy Communion. Please don't leave afterwards because we still got one final thing to do before we apart. Thank you very much. Just before Jesus left earth, went back up to heaven, he said, go out, make disciples of all nations. Teach them, keep everything that I've written in my word. And he said, and baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Morning, we're baptizing people. People that committed their lives to Jesus. I want to ask those people to just join me for a second in front here. After the service, we're going to... James is going to baptize them, but our baptism candidates can come forward, please. I really would appreciate it. And if there's, and if there's anybody else this morning that would like to be baptized, there's only one condition. You must say, Lord, I accept you as my Savior. And I, and I want you to forgive my sins and I, I undertake to live my life according to what you've told me to. That's the only condition. If there's anybody else that would like to be baptized today, you can come forward and join us here. And, and if you decide afterwards, you can still come forward. James is ready. He will baptize you. But to the people standing here in front, 
Congratulations. You know, the Bible says when one person comes to the Lord, angels rejoice. I think more or less the same as what they did when they announced Jesus' birth. The angels rejoice. So this morning I know that the angels are rejoicing about what's happening here. So congregation, we're going to pray over these people and, uh, and then we're going to end the service. Let's close our eyes and, and can, we, can we stretch out our hands and a, a sign of blessing towards them. Heavenly Father, this morning we come and we pray your blessing over our brothers and sisters that's about to follow you through the water of baptism. Father, we pray that you will be with them and guide them, that your Holy Spirit will be alive within them. And Father, while, you, while you're not arriving on the clouds at this very moment, we, Lord, we're living in anticipation of that day when you're going to come and fetch us and we will be with you. Father, until that day, Will you please keep us, bless us, and lead us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the Life Central Bikers Church podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at lifecentralchurch.org.za and get in touch.